0: What's up, everybody? Glad to see you on this Thursday night. Sorry, day late. I know. And uh, and that's okay. I hope you guys will forgive me. Just figured with both Ole Miss and State playing baseball last night, wouldn't have been the best idea to do this. And then I realized that the Sweet 16 is tonight. So if you're actually taking the time out of your day to, to watch this and be a part, I appreciate that very much. Uh, I won't be be live for, for too terribly long, but I'm... Uh, going to enjoy the conversation with you guys nonetheless my name is Michael Borkey. if you're not familiar and uh, give me one second let me share the show and we will get started all right enough of that let's uh let's get started if you're watching on Twitter you cannot comment I wish that wasn't the case but that is the case you cannot comment if you're watching on Twitter so find me on either YouTube or Facebook just search my name Right there, Michael Borky, YouTube or Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already or follow me on Facebook. You can on Twitter uh, as well if you haven't under the same name, all of which is under the uh, the same name. So, so find me there. If you're on Twitter, again, you cannot comment and be a part of this, and I'd love for you to. And again, sorry for being a day late. I just didn't think that doing this during actual baseball games would be the best idea. So here we are. Ramsey, it wouldn't be an upset if uh, if you listen to me on the radio. I had some skeptics. The other two people on the show are skeptical or were skeptical. I called this. I, I said at the beginning of the tournament, I did not think Gonzaga was athletic enough to win the entire thing. And then on Monday or Tuesday, I said their run is going to come to an end against Arkansas. Now that I said that, Gonzaga is going to find a way to win the game. But uh, but Yeah. I think that uh, Gonzaga, I've always thought Gonzaga did not have the athletes to, to win this tournament. I know they made the championship last year, a lot of dudes back, all that stuff. But athletically, Arkansas is, is better than them in that component of the game. So, yeah, three minutes, they're up six. Arkansas is I mean, muscleman's done a phenomenal job with that team. And the roster is built largely with transfer guys. I mean, that's the thing. That roster is built largely through transfer guys, and and it worked. It worked. You, you've got to embrace stuff like that if, uh, if you're going to win in today's college basketball, I think. Uh, we talked to Chris Jans on the radio show today, and, and he said the same thing. I mean, that's, I loved his answer in the press conference. He said, I'm not here to build a program. I'm here to build a team every year. So you got to do in college basketball. There's no more signing five freshmen and in their first year, they play five minutes a game. You mostly get them in in the Charleston Southern game or whatever. And then the next year, they bump up to 10 minutes a game. And by the time they're a junior, they're 15 to 20. And then they get into 30, 32 minutes by the time they're a senior. Doesn't happen anymore. That That's not going to happen in major college basketball. Now, these smaller programs like you know, Saint whatever, or Mount, whatever, I U P U I U P U I. Maybe they'll have some veterans on their team that don't transfer anywhere. But this level, not going to happen like that anymore. It's just simply not going to happen like that. So, uh, Musselman's a good coach. Uh, I know some people are annoyed by his antics at times, you know, taking the shirt off and stuff like that. I get it, I suppose, but uh I'm a uh I'm a big fan of his and the way he's built his roster and his program, and looks like they're headed to the Elite Eight. That's what you're dealing with in the SEC now. I know the league didn't have a very good tournament, but uh, this is what you're dealing with. Also, uh, Holmgren, Chet Holmgren, uh, that guy's not playing in the NBA. Like, he might make a raw. Ro- Somebody's going to draft him and stuff. He-, he won't be good in the NBA. Despite what people say, Physically, he won't make it. He won't make it. There's a reason. Uh, bull bowl's not playing much. There's a reason Taco Fall didn't make it. Or I mean, he's still around, but doesn't play any. Um, I know Holmgren's more skilled. Um, than, than Taco, but like I've seen people compare him to Kevin Durant. Mm-mm. I, I disagree with that completely. Durant is more crafty. Th- th- this guy won't make it in the NBA. I don't think. I keep seeing people say top ten pick, whatever. I'd be terrified if uh, if my team, who's currently playing, by the way. So I'm I'm uh, also, uh, you know, stepping away from something I'd rather be watching. So I appreciate you guys. You know, we got to make sacrifices in life, right? I appreciate you guys. But uh, anyway. Prediction for this weekend, I, I think. Uh, I think both Ole Miss and State will win their series this weekend, and I know Ole Miss hasn't pitched it particularly well. You know, it's first of all the offense. Ole Miss offensively is extremely good. McCants will be back. Uh, Tennessee's pitching, despite being quite good and having some guys with with plus stuff, haven't seen an offense like this. Uh, but also, you know, sometimes atmospheres do make a difference and I feel like when you've got you'll have like 11,500 people there tomorrow night you'll have somewhere in the neighborhood of 13,000 people there Saturday and 10,500 whatever there on Sunday that's the kind of stuff that that wills you to series win sometimes I know I I hate saying stuff like that because you can't quantify it right I mean, I have, no, I have no idea why I just have that feeling like Ole Miss is going to win this series. Uh, but, I mean, the offense is phenomenal. So I think offense and, and, and atmosphere and all that is, is going to just overwhelm Tennessee this weekend because, uh, again, the Vols haven't seen a lineup like this one. Um, same goes for Ole Miss pitching as well, I, I guess you can say, but I, I don't think there's many people in the country that have offenses uh, like the one that, that Ole Miss has. On the flip side, I think State's going to win, too, at home. I, I I will never predict a sweep. Right now, I don't think State has the pitching to sweep a series yet anyway. Uh, but I do think they'll win the uh, the series at home uh, against Alabama. Uh, the only series I'll predict a, a win for or a sweep for is, like, Missouri, you know, maybe Ole Miss when they go to Kentucky next week. But winning on the road is hard. Um, sweeps just don't come. Very often. It's really hard to do. So I don't think State will sweep this weekend, but I think they'll uh, They'll win the series. Paul just gives a woo pig in here. I hope you're enjoying this. So what, minute 20 left? Arkansas's got a six-point lead. Yeah, they're going to the Elite Eight. Uh, they are going to the Elite Eight for sure. Absolutely for sure. Jason said he's done a hell of a job considering how many players he had out with COVID in the beginning of the conference schedule. I hear you. I hear you on the uh, on the baseball front. By the way, um, generally speaking, I think, especially once crowds came back after COVID, fans have started acting like clowns, haven't they? I mean, it's just like they can't—they forgot how to control themselves. Like you, you saw uh, Nurkic the other night. Um, the only video you saw was him grabbing a fan's phone and throwing it behind the fan. Um, Turns out that fan was yelling derogatory things about Nurkic's grandmother who died not too terribly long ago. Um, People act like absolute clowns at sporting events and like the things they say to people. It's kind of crazy. I... I mean, I went to a football game this year, and there was a guy sitting in front of me, and the things he was he was yelling at, at the sideline was insane. And it just, you know, you, you're supposed to be a normal human, right? What are you What are you doing? Why are you acting like this? It's foolish. Bohannon decided to poke a hornet's nest this weekend. Um, should the weather should be nice, or should be great crowds in Starkville? And, and after questioning the intelligence of an entire fan base. Um, you kind of get what you deserve when you do stuff like that. When it's unprovoked, it's clownish behavior, like ejection level behavior. But Brad Bohannon, unprovoked, when asked about NIL, just completely took a shot at Mississippi State fans, just completely took a shot at them uh, for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Uh, questioned their intelligence on top of a few other less impactful shots, but question the intellect of everybody at Mississippi state, currently a student or, or past students at the school. uh, He deserves to get an earful all weekend long. He deserves it. When you do something like that, you get what you deserve. Nurkic didn't deserve that at all. Kyrie Irving didn't deserve to get a bottle thrown at him. That, that kind of stuff. Those guys don't deserve that. Bohannon. Just leave his kids out of it. Otherwise, I think he's—I don't know if he has kids or not. I I just assumed he has kids. If he has kids, leave him out of it. Otherwise, you kind of get what you deserve when you uh, (laughs) when you say what he did. First time back in Starkville since he did that too. Jason says he just wants to see state show some progress. They're pretty close. He also says it's not after COVID. People have been getting worse and worse for the last 20 years. True. With the internet culture, yeah. The internet culture is especially a problem because that kid that was taunting Nurkic had his phone recording him. The the stuff that people will do was Russell Westbrook having a bad year for the Lakers. Um, He's kind of brought some criticism on himself with how much he talks, right? but some guy when he was out like on the street i think it was after a game whether i don't i don't know why russell westbrook was on the side of a road in a city and i don't know what the, the other guy was doing there but this guy was recording himself just talking you know what to russell westbrook it's like first of all you're an ass forgive my language you're a jerk And if Russell Westbrook really wanted to do something, he would break you in half. But he's got more restraint than you because he's not a loser like you are. But this guy thought that it would get him likes on Instagram or whatever, recording himself harassing Russell Westbrook and just out in public. It's pathetic. So you're right. The Internet has caused a lot of that because people think acting like fools and recording it is we're obsessed with. With likes anymore, you know, and, and we'll do whatever it takes to get them. Uh, we'll do whatever it takes to get likes and stuff on the internet. People act like fools at sporting events. All that being said, Brad Bohannon kind of gets what he deserves with uh, with this weekend, I think. Ramsey's asking what team drafts Matt Corral. Your prediction? Oh man! All right. So there's been a lot of trades lately. Um, funny you bring that up. I've, I understand what pro day is. I, I do. I understand what pro day is. It is not necessarily to watch a guy throw. I don't think anybody learned anything about Malik Willis at his pro day, despite pro football focus's obsession with putting his highlights on Twitter. A 65-yard throw is not that impressive, guys. Okay, a lot of guys can do that. Uh, all of the quarterbacks in the draft can throw the ball 65 yards. I, I, anyway... Um what I found interesting was the like Mike Tomlin for example apparently was asking people around the facility around town what do you think of Matt not the football player him personally what was your interaction with him information gathering type stuff um Mike Tomlin has seen every single game that Matt Corral has played in. So has Seattle. So has everybody that's possibly looking for a quarterback. What the Pro Day setting does is gives them another chance, You know, maybe affirm what they thought about a player, maybe spot a red flag that they didn't know was there, things like that. But I think what Pro Day can do is give them a chance to be around the people that played with the guy. So, in Malik Willis's case, there was no health concern, so they got to go watch him throw. But then talk to people around Liberty to find out what kind of guy he is. Matt Crowell's a little bit different story. They had to see him healthy. They they had him doing a lot of rollout stuff. They wanted to make sure that ankle is 100. And then also the same thing, figure out what kind of guy he is. Who who is Matt Crowell? Does he treat you right? Uh, people that you know. Or, or assistant trainers or whatever, you go into the training room while they're taping up ankles for spring practice. Hey, you know, you worked with with Corral for three years. What did you think about him personally? That kind of stuff, information gathering. Um, long-winded way to say, uh, one, Corral looks sharp and stuff in his pro day. Um, I don't think it's going to change much. I think it will just affirm what these coaches – and GMs and stuff already thought about him going in. So where do I think he's going to go? There's a few landing spots that I'm fascinated by. I mean, Atlanta was there. They had their head coach there. I don't see Corral going at eight. I could be wrong. I don't see him going to Atlanta at eight. Um, I I do think absolutely Pittsburgh's in play. Uh, Pittsburgh is without a doubt in play uh, at 20. 20. He could go there. um, Possibly Tampa Bay. I know they didn't send Bruce Arians or Byron Leftwich, I don't think. either one of them were, were at the pro day, but they need to replace um, Tom Brady eventually. So that could be a, a landing spot for him. I've seen some mocks that have him going to Detroit at 32. I don't think he'll last until 32. I really don't. So I'm looking at Tennessee, Tampa, 26, 27, possibly Pittsburgh at 20. Uh, I don't think the Saints are picking a quarterback this year. Um, you know, maybe Washington's in the market, I guess, but I have a feeling that you're going to see. I mean, there's a chance that Willis goes two uh, or three to Houston, but somewhere down there, I, I'm, I'm guessing 20. Yeah, 20, 26, 27. Uh, I think Seattle could trade back into the first round as well. Uh, that would be something that I would keep an eye on for uh, for what it's worth. Um, ideally, for him, it would be Pittsburgh. I think it's a roster you can win with right away. They also have Trubisky there now to, to kind of bridge, uh, so they don't have to just plug him and, and start him. That would be good for him. It's a, a good place to win. The culture matches his style of play and his mentality. I think if you were a fan of Matt Corral, you would be rooting for Pittsburgh uh, to to be the place that drafts him. That that's that's where I want Matt Corral to go for for the for his future and his career. I, I want him to go to Pittsburgh because I think that's the best chance at him having a, a long, sustained career in the NFL playing quarterback is is in Pittsburgh. So that's that's where I'd like to see him go personally. Evening Bork, turning games, not grab your interest. No, they do. They absolutely do. I just want to make sure this happens, uh, you know, in the midweek. And I didn't do one last night because of baseball. So that's all it is. Trust me. I've got a soccer game I've got to get in front of the TV for here uh, shortly. So that's that's coming here soon. I got to get going, man. World Cup qualifying in Azteca tonight. I'm nervous as hell. I am nervous as hell. Any chance Phoenix takes Corral with how the diva boy is acting? I don't think so. I think they're going to give him – they're going to commit to him long-term. They are. JP says, evening work turning games not grab your interest. Oh, sorry. already read that. Uh, i take a pie in the face if two quarterbacks don't go in the top ten. See, I, I need to stop letting people say things like quarterbacks – are all going to fall out of the top 10. I've got to stop listening to them because I agree with you. I I talk myself out of it because I hear them say, oh, well, the first quarterback may not come off the board until number 12 or or whatever. I've got to stop that because I I agree with you. This is a quarterback-driven league, and no matter what people say about how bad this class is, I'm sorry. First of all, that's bogus, okay? It's complete crap. Yes, Kenny Pickett's hand is small. Have you watched him play quarterback? He's exceptional. Matt Corral played at an elite level in the best conference in college football on a team whose roster around him isn't the best like Bryce Young's at Alabama. Malik Willis, while Raw, is as raw talented of a quarterback as you can find. When, when people say, oh, it's a terrible quarterback class, you are praising the quarterback class that had Mitch Trubisky taken first. Like, stop. Just, just stop. I say, for, I mean, stop. Trubisky was this great prospect when he had one bad year at North Carolina, but Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral, who started two seasons in the SEC and played at an extremely high level, those are bad prospects. Stop, just stop. I, I it's ridiculous. Uh, number one and number two, I agree with you. These teams that need a quarterback now are going to make sure that they get theirs, and I got to stop talking myself out of it. Uh, I mean, there's a chance that Detroit does take Willis at two. I mean, the Giants probably need a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback at six. Matt Rule was working with Matt Corral. I, ideally, again, ideally he'd go to Pittsburgh. There's a real chance he's still in the top ten, though, because these guys get desperate. These guys get desperate. And, and I, I, I've kind of contradicted myself here because I'm letting people talk me into it. Uh but I agree with you. They're not letting. The, they're not waiting until the twenties to take the first quarterback, like some people have mocked. It's not going to go down like that. It never does. Could you imagine Crow throwing touchdowns to DK Metcalf for twelve years? Yeah, I, I think Seattle with their draft capital is an interesting. I, I've had this scenario in my head for a few days that Seattle gets, uh, you know, their most important position at nine, wh- whatever they need. That's not a quarterback at nine. And then they trade back into the first round to get Corral or or Pickett or or somebody that's falling a little bit um, like the Cleveland Browns did with Johnny Manziel. Hopefully that a better career happens than than Manziel's. But I've had for some reason, I've had that scenario in my head Um, because Seattle can get a quarterback and they don't have to pick at eight. And they've got some draft capital via trades. So, do you get like defensive end at eight, trade back into the teens, get Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or whoever? That's something I'm interested in. They say Tomlin is on a tour of eating chicken wings with the quarterback prospects right now. Yeah, he had dinner with Corral on Tuesday. I don't know where they went, though, but he's thorough, man. He's thorough. I mean, I, I heard he was around town asking people about their interactions with Matt. Um, there's there's a reason that guys like Mike Tomlin win the way they do in the NFL. It's attention to detail. Every little detail matters to guys like Tomlin, and Tomlin's a winner, and that's why he's a winner, because he is attentive to every single possible detail, every edge that he could get, he's on it. I'm a big fan of Mike Tomlin's, man. I love that guy. I love that guy. Hogs moving on. Wow. I called that. I I wish I remembered the day where I said that Arkansas is going to beat Gonzaga and both of the other guys on the radio show were like, eh, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I get things right. And this is one of those times I got this right. I knew Arkansas was beating Gonzaga. Do your little mustache thing, Timmy. Yeah, do that. Yeah, don't listen, JP says, to the fake sports media. Quarterback drives it all. Three could go in the top ten. You are more likely right than the people that have the first quarterback coming off the board at 19. You are far more likely to be right than those guys, no doubt. Jason says, I remember Denver taking Tebow in the first round, and that wasn't even the worst reach in that era. Dude's right. Someone always reaches for quarterbacks. Who could reach for quarterbacks? I, I, I mean, Detroit could reach it too. Houston's got to pick one. I mean, I guess they don't have to pick one because Davis Mills actually played pretty well last year. So maybe not. Um, I'm uh, overstepping that a little bit. Uh, The Giants probably picking one. The Panthers are definitely, definitely picking one. And the Giants have two top 10 picks, by the way. Atlanta, I assume, is in the market for a quarterback because Mariota is just a bridge and nothing more. Seattle's in the market, although they could trade back in. Washington's in the market at 11. I mean, I know Cousins just signed an extension, so I guess Minnesota's out. I mean, Houston's got another pick at 13. All those guys, I'm completely contradicting what I said earlier. Corral, Pickett, and Willis will all be off the board before the Saints pick at 18. Completely contradicting myself. I'm just going on the fly here. These are my thoughts as I think them. A little bit more prepared when I go on the radio. Uh yeah, there's my take of the night. All three of them will be gone by eighteen. All three of them will be gone by eighteen. So there's your take of the day. Nervous about the soccer game, guys. I am. I know it's not the uh the end all be all. JP bets uh Detroit, Carolina, and the Giants. I I can see it going down like that. I can see it going down like that. But Atlanta too. I mean Atlanta needs a guy. Atlanta needs a guy. Cuz Mario does not it. I mean I guess they could in theory they could tank and try to get whoever's going to be first next year, whether it bright whether it be Bryce Young or, or whoever. So they could tank for that, I suppose. We uh we shall see. So anyway, JP, your uh, your Eagles are going to win a series this weekend. They had a hell of a week last week, didn't they? It was big for them. know losing Sunday kind of stunk, but three and one last week was big. They should be ranked, and they're not. And I, I mean, I guess it's the getting swept by Dallas Baptist, but a win this week, a series win this week, and they should be ranked. So, is there anything I've missed before I hang it up? I know this is going to be a shorter one, guys. I just uh, I'm nervous. Uh, I got to go watch soccer. Oxford this weekend is going to be rocking. Uh, They, I don't think, and I could be wrong, they've ever stopped selling tickets to a baseball game before, other than regionals where the NCAA makes them. Friday and Saturday, they they are done selling tickets. Done. They have stopped selling them, and I don't think that's ever happened, at least in my time here. The weather, I mean, it's going to be a little chilly, right? Uh, I'll pull it up right now. It's going to be a little chilly if I remember correctly, but not a deterrent kind of chilly, like, you know, nice, cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, 39 tomorrow night. Come on. Yeah, but that, no, it'll, it'll be, it'll be kind of chilly, but not too bad on, uh, on Friday night, Saturday, high of 63, Sunday, high of 62, uh, just wear jeans and a jacket and you'll be just fine. And it should be incredible. So, uh, Y'all enjoy yourselves up there. Should be um, a good atmosphere in Starkville as well. Should be. Continuing to dominate the midweek is Southern Miss, JP says. That's huge for May come hosting or come May for hosting. We're not normally the salty in the midweek games. No, that's kind of been a thorn in the side of Southern Miss is the midweek losses. Not this year. Not this year. They can play their way into a host, no doubt. Absolutely, no doubt. Especially with state not starting well, because the NCAA would be reluctant, really reluctant, to give three hosts from the same state, especially this one. Um, so, if you're a Southern Miss fan, you should root against Mississippi State or, or Ole Miss, I assume. But it would take more for Ole Miss to fall out of a host than it would for State. You know, just kind of hope State keeps losing, opens up the door for you to host. In uh, in my opinion, so anyway. Alright guys, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. This is not going to be a long one though. I gotta go. I'm nervous and I need to go sit down and like, get ready for this one. Uh, USA Mexico, I know none of you are going to watch it because basketball is on, but I'm going to watch it and I'm nervous as hell. So, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Enjoy your hoops. I'm going to stress over stress over soccer for a couple hours. Um, And I'll see you all Sunday night. Y'all have a a good one. I appreciate all of you. Like the video, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, I'll see you guys on Sunday. Thank you guys. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.